1: mono no
2: Welcome to Out of the Blue. It is Sunday the 23rd of October. My name is Heather. And I'm Erin. We'd like to welcome you to the show today. Today's show is going to be, I guess, a a part two of a show we did, oh, must be a few months ago now. A
0: little risque show.
2: Yes. uh, But we'll tell you a little bit more about it in a second. (laughs) Want to keep your radio radical well it's not too late to donate to 3cr's 40th birthday radiothon and we still need your support call 9419-8377 or visit our website at 3cr.org.au you can also come into the station at 21 smith street and fitzroy during our office hours to pay by cash check or fpos or simply post your check or money order to po box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, 40 years of radical radio. So, welcome to Out of the Blue. Uh, Before we start our show today, there was a really important announcement this week. If anyone's been following, uh, uh, sorry, BP's, uh, I guess bid is it a bid? I guess it's a bid. It's a bid. Proposal? Proposal. Yeah, proposal. Scandalous proposal. Um, well, yes, exactly. Um, to go looking for oil in the Great Australian Bite. Now, there's obviously been a lot of protests against this, but there has been an announcement. So, growing public opposition sent BP packing from the Great Australian Bite. This was announced by Dr Bob Brown today. Well, not today, but recently. Recently. An opinion poll commissioned by the Bob Brown Foundation in September showed local opposition at 52%, while only 27% of people supported the oil rig plan. So BP has had to change their plans a little bit, which is fantastic news for the environment.
0: It's amazing news. And potentially people power has really seen a massive environmental disaster uh, diverted. And
2: this, this is a really important area too. The Great Australian Bright is a national treasure for whales, seals, Dolphins, seabirds. There's a lot going on in that area, so it's really nice to see that these oil rigs have been at least banned for the moment.
0: And it's it's great news. I mean, I, I think everyone would be aware of the utter tragedy BP uh, was responsible for off the American coast, where uh, some oil rigs did blow up, and mm. huge, huge leaking of oil all across that coastline,
2: Gulf of Mexico, wasn't Gulf it? Gulf of
0: Mexico. It was huge. So it's a really good um, outcome that this has been banned.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Really positive start to today's show.
0: Positive start? Absolutely. Let's jump on right into some more positive news. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we did discuss the very risque topic of sex. So look, if there are any little ears around, little little ones, um, possibly just jump over to another station and come back to us maybe on a podcast because we will be talking a little bit about science, but also about how, you know, some of our underwater... Marine buddies get a little bit down and dirty sometimes. And, and they
2: may ask questions that you don't necessarily want to answer right now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you might you might not be prepared to answer those um, very specific questions just at this age yet. And look, let's jump right on in. Um, last time we did explore and explain a whole r- range of reproductive methods for a whole range of creatures. And, and they were to, to do with factors such as um, sessile animals. They're trapped in one spot, so... How do they reproduce? Oh, Um, that was
2: the good old barnacle, wasn't it?
0: Absolutely. And the 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 coral and sponges. Don't forget the sponge. Oh, can't forget them. Sponge sex is always very interesting. Uh, But also we talked about, you know, animals that had massive size differences and also migratory animals. But today I I did want to first up mention the uh, the humble octopus. Uh, The humble octopus has a huge diversity of range of ways of reproducing. Now, for anyone ever meeting an octopus down in the ocean, if we do have any divers or uh, snorkelers, if you do ever encounter a male octopus, I do caution, uh, don't shake its third right arm.
2: Well, I don't know if that's something I'm going to remember, but
0: you're going to have
2: to tell me why. Okay,
0: um, well, that's what we call the hectocotylus or... It's penis. Whoa! So if you are shaking, uh, you know, saying hello and nice to meet you for an octopus, make sure you're counting the number of its, um, of its arms. And a third right arm, yeah, maybe just steer clear of that one.
2: So it's important to take a delayed handshake with them.
0: Absolutely. Yep. See which see which arm they extend first, and then and then. Uh, oh. Well, okay. Well, It's up to you. I'm I'm not going to judge. Absolutely, you can do whatever you like. No, no, of course not. This particular Hectocotylus is a little bit different from the rest of its arms in that it has spiked grooves that can actually uh, attach the female. And look, the way they actually reproduce is really, really varied. In some species, they can simply just wander up to the female. And whilst they are solitary animals, they can just wander up to the female, hand its Hectocotylus over, just pop it on over into the female. Very, very pleasant. Um, They're just attached by that arm just for a couple of seconds or minutes. Job done. Off we go. Okay. In other species, this can be a little bit more vigorous and I suppose can make the most experimental of us look very, very prudish. I'm talking about tentacles, sort of face-hugger action, tentacles flying everywhere. And then this can last from anywhere from minutes to hours before the hectocotylus is eventually inserted into the receptive pouch.
2: I feel like this is where sci-fi films get their ideas for aliens. Just look look at the marine life.
0: As I explore biology and the animal kingdom, I'm reminded more and more of those sci-fi films I've seen. Mm. Uh, I I really understand where they've got those particular ideas. Um, But, look, octopuses can take this even further. Some species, such as a blanket octopus, uh, it's quite small, uh, the males. The males are quite small in comparison to the females. So a real risk for that little male is being a bit of, um, well, lunch. Gives, gives a you know a different meaning to a bit of wine and dining and then you know yeah. heading, heading back to her place afterwards it's let's jump on in let's go let's go, um, get down and jiggy and uh, you the little male might end up as um, dinner and after after um after coitus treat so well, there you go so, that's
2: yeah that's something a little different
0: something to watch out for
2: yeah definitely
0: obviously not, not something we will want to avoid. So, these particular octopus have um, evolved a very interesting technique where they can actually remove their own arm. So, literally, their hectocotylus, the penis, they can remove their own penis and then throw or present it to the female. Oh, female... that
2: does remind me of a song. I'm going to see if I can find that a little bit later. I see.
0: I think I know what you're talking about. It reminds me of a flashback. Yep, yep. A, bit of a flashback. From the 90s. Okay. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. Interesting. <laughs> and so, hopefully, the male, having uh, presented his arm and actually like literally thrown his penis... At the female will um, will then be able to get away safe. That's not always the case. That female then might actually d- decide to pursue that male and have a bit of a snack. But look, um, hopefully it's um, his best chance. It's his best chance. But I tell you what, folks, Whew. it gets even weirder. <clears throat>
2: of course, it does.
0: The cephalop- cephalopod argonaut is it probably takes the, the absolute cake for the weirdest penis in the animal kingdom. And there are a What's, lot. That's of, a big call. That is a big call. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. The Argonaut not only has a detachable penis, the Hectocotylus, but this penis can actually swim. It's almost like a detachable zombie penis. And yes, folks, I do have that in my search history now on my computer (laughs) detachable zombie penis.
2: Oh, that is hilarious.
0: When researchers first encountered this penis, they they found females and these little parasitic worms are all over the females. And, like, what is this parasitic worm? Have we found a new species? And they realised inside this worm was quite a lot of, um, well, semen and, and sperm. And what's going on here? So the actual hectocotylus can actually be thrown at the female, find the female and actually steer and turn and follow chemical cues for the female while the argonaut male has swum in the completely opposite direction.
2: That's extreme. Now, folks
0: listening, do you feel a little bit prudish at the moment compared to some of the, these yeah, weird wow. ways that these animals get, you know, get jiggy?
2: Well, that that definitely beats some of the uh, examples I've come up with. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so if we're sticking with the cephalopods, I guess I was going to go with squid. Oh, actually. So, and this is a big shout out to my university students because I got them doing research for me the other day, and they loved it. Okay. And if I can find this particular song, I'm definitely playing it for did, them.
0: Did you literally come into to class and say, "I want you to research marine sex"?
2: Um, because
0: that would be an amazing kind class.
2: Kind of, yes. They had some work to do and they were timing things and they had, you know, some periods time. of time. They okay. had some time. And rather than getting them to play family heads or, you know, any of those f- celebrity heads and things like that, oh sure. no, I think they were playing Family Feud. Okay. Um, I got them to do some research for me. Sure. So they were telling me about squid and squid have a beak just like the octopus do. Yes, yes. And squid will go over and they'll find a female. And there's great documentaries on it if you ever get a chance. And they will wrap their tentacles around the female and the tentacles will turn red. Okay. As soon as he's ready to mate, turns his tentacles red. So everybody around you knows what you're up to.
0: What's going on. Exactly.
2: Right. Um, he then uses his beak to bite holes in the female and then inject the sperm directly into her bloodstream.
0: Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. taking it a whole new level, isn't it? It really is. So, and yeah. they're biting anywhere on that female or is there particular receptive um, areas? They're just. Jumping on in there. It's,
2: it's towards the head towards region.
0: The, okay. Yeah. So, But but straight into the bloodstream and hopefully finding the uh, receptive organs?
2: Exactly, exactly. So it's sort of bypassing the sexual organs. It's just let's go straight to the bloodstream.
0: Wow. Um, certainly puts a new spin on things for us.
2: Now, believe it or not, I have found the song I was looking for. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay. I know. I'm,
2: this is for anyone who remembers the 90s. Um, this is a song by King Missile. It's very relevant to what we're talking about. And it's called Detachable Penis. Fantastic. So enjoy. <laughs>
1: A bad hangover.
2: And my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. Well, welcome back to Out of the Blue. We uh, hope you enjoyed that flashback from the past. I know I did. Yeah, it's not often you hear the song Detachable Penis.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very apt.
2: I hope all my university students listen to that today.
0: I hope they got an education because that song was around in the 90s, so Potentially, university students are a bit young for it.
2: Yeah, I do have a few mid age students, okay. and they, they definitely
0: will appreciate that song. Interesting, interesting.
2: Yeah. So today on Out of the Blue, we are talking about marine sex. We're following on from a show from a couple of months ago, which has been talking about the cephalopods, so the octopus, the squid, the argonauts. Uh, we're going to move on to something a bit different, though. We're thinking jellies.
0: Jellyfish. Simple
2: animal. Their mouth is also their bum. But let's talk about how they reproduce.
0: How they reproduce is absolutely fascinating. Such a simple organism, really. Uh, 98% water, uh, basically just one big stomach floating around the ocean. But they have a very complicated way of reproducing that involves several stages. Uh, Now, the Medusa stage is what everyone's familiar with. That is the adult jelly floating around uh, aimlessly because it can't really control itself, just floating around trying to find food very um, passively. Uh, they will uh, disperse or release their sperm and egg out into the ocean just every now and just spurt them out. And hopefully, if they're really lucky, some of these sperm and egg will meet and they'll form a little uh, zygote, little um, multicellular organism. But that's not the end of the process. That's not a little baby jellyfish. No, no, no. This actually becomes what we call a planular larvae. And this can float around in the ocean for several months or even several years until it encounters a really hard substrate, somewhere really nice to actually settle on the bottom of the ocean. And then it'll settle there. It's what we call a polyp. And these polyps then produce asexually. So they actually reproduce so that they become a colony. So from that one little interaction of an egg and sperm, we now have a colony of little polyps, which is really, really fascinating. So Mm. let's say just randomly we've got 100 little polyps just from that one egg, which is fantastic. That's not the end of the process, of course, because this pulp is then attached to the ocean. It needs to then uh, jump out. And we, where do we get that little jellyfish stage? Where do we get the medusa stage? Well, when the conditions are right, these actually bud off. So each little pulp can create more and more identical clones of itself. So producing asexually, again, reproducing asexually, so we've already gone from the medusa, producing uh, egg and sperm, hopefully emitting, uh, reproducing sexually, the Polyp reproduces asexually to become colonies, and then reproducing again, and budding off, and then that is what actually creates the final stage, what we call an ephyra, which is a tiny little baby jellyfish, and then eventually becomes a medusa. There's several different layers and uh, stages of this very complicated life cycle, but That's absolutely fascinating. That's a
2: ridiculously complicated life cycle, and it,
0: but it really. It makes sense. We have a lot of jellyfish now in our, open, uh, in our oceans. And it's very, very lucky for a egg to meet a sperm. But let's just say from that one meeting of egg and sperm, we've now got a thousand, and this is just a rough estimate, a thousand mature jellyfish, which can then reproduce from there. And they can produce thousands of eggs and sperm.
2: So these guys are doing asexual and sexual constantly throughout their life. Constantly. All right. I'm going to counter that with a different organism. Oh, OK. I'm going to go with a rotifer. Oh. Now, these guys are fascinating because there has been some populations that are found that are completely all female. Interesting. And since scientists have been looking at them and researching them, not a single male has ever been found.
0: Wow. And what is this species?
2: These are rotifers. I'm going to put something up online so yep. everyone can learn a bit more about them. But genetic studies have confirmed that they are permanently asexual. Wow. So there are some organisms, uh, for example, the Komodo dragon that can be sexual or asexual at certain times of the year. Um, But this genetic study proves that they are permanently asexual and females produce uh, by spawning. They create clone daughters that are genetically identical to themselves, so no male has ever been found.
0: And how do you define an individual if they're all genetically identical? Oh, the conundrum. It
2: causes major problems if you have a disease or something come through. It's a very risky strategy.
0: Absolutely. Um, Backing up reproduction with asexual reproduction is a fantastic uh, backup system. If there are no males around, it allows you to persist in the environment and to occupy that niche. If you... Otherwise, can't find a male.
2: Or if you re- need to recolonize really quickly. Absolutely. Asexual can be much quicker.
0: But only reproducing asexually well. There's some fancy genetics going on in there.
2: Mm, yeah. No, it's an interesting one. Interesting. So we've gone from an all-female population yes. to animals that have penis fights.
0: Interesting. Tell me more.
2: Flatworms. Flatworms. Flatworms are a fascinating little uh-huh. animal.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I don't think people really appreciate them, truly. I mean, they are pretty amazing. Yep. Very simplistic Animal Again, we'll post – in fact, we'll post about all of these on Facebook, I think. They're all fascinating. Sure. Um, but yes, the males desperately want to fertilise a female. Yep. Um, and they will fight with their penises to determine who gets to fertilise the female.
0: That's right, because they're both hermaphrodite, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's they? right. So from what I understand, it's actually quite energy uh, efficient to just produce sperm. But if you've got eggs – Much that-
2: more energy efficient.
0: Right. So if you've got eggs and they've been fertilised, you're going to have to divert a lot more energy to – Uh, ensuring they grow up and Mm. you're reproducing. So you want to be the male.
2: Oh, if you're a hermaphrodite, you want to wear the pants.
0: So these flatworms are getting together and they are jousting to be the male? Yes.
2: Yeah. It's a great visual, isn't it?
0: Interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, yeah, go throw a weird one out there. Uh, Let's keep going with weird because my university students did some great research for me and I truly appreciate it. However, it can't be used as bribery to make them pass their exams. Um, The ostracod. Ostrichod. What do you know about ostracod?
0: Now, from what I understand, ostracod is a crustacean, but mm-hmm. they're quite small. Is that correct?
2: Very little. Not talking about big organisms here. Uh, it reminds me, though, of our good friend the barnacle from a couple of months ago. Okay. okay. So for anyone who missed that show, we do podcasts now. So if you head on to 3cr.org.au, you'll be able to find us on there. Um, so the barnacle is quite small and it's stuck on a rock. But it needs to fertilize its partner, so they actually have the longest penis of any animal in the animal kingdom.
0: Oh, and I can add to that actually: a barnacle will actually grow a new penis every year.
2: Whoa! Did not know that. Once it's
0: used, it will just simply detach it. There's a lot of (laughs) detachable penises today. This is a real thing. We'll just let it go. Yeah. Floating in the wind, uh, and then just simply grow a new one for the next season, which will hopefully um, match the uh, bravado of the previous.
2: Wow you got to back it up with a really good penis each year. That's Absolutely. crazy. Yeah. Well, the Pressure. ostracod, in some species, the sperm is actually 10 times longer than the actual animal itself. Wow. Yeah.
0: So I assume these are quite uh, thin. Uh, uh, yes. Because obviously just to be physically possible, to actually occupy that space within the ostracod is...
2: Animals do some pretty amazing time. things in terms of space. I'm, I'm reminded of that any time I see an X-ray of a kiwi bird with an egg. Oh, yes. It's absolutely utterly ridiculous.
0: Largest egg-to-body ratio.
2: Yeah. It looks really stupid. And uncomfortable. um, But it works for them.
0: And very uncomfortable. They're
2: very uncomfortable. (laughs) Their entire body cavity is taken up by an egg.
0: (laughs) That's
2: so So there's a lot of really, really strange stuff going on out there. I mean, you've got dolphins who lots of people know are out there, you know, having having sex for fun. Um, Why not? Well, yeah, exactly.
0: And look, I, I've also heard that some dolphins have been noted to actually get their partners in the mood, will actually engage in a little bit of oral sex. There you go. I was not aware of that. It has been recorded. It's even been filmed.
2: It's been filmed. Yeah. We're probably not going to put that on our Facebook page. We'd like the Facebook page, page to keep going. If
0: you want to jump on YouTube and look that up for yourself, that's, we can't and stop you. And
2: then you can have a weird internet history just like Erin yeah. here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I do recommend not typing in detachable zombie penis into your search history. If someone ever finds that, well, there's questions raised.
2: Yeah, and I mean, then you've got dad doing all the work. So seahorses and sea dragons are obviously a great example of dad taking yeah. over, over yep. the parental role, Yep. Um, which I guess in many species it's, it's mum. But yeah, so you've got the, the males who with the seahorses have a pouch and they've got their eggs in their pouch. Uh, with the sea dragons, the eggs are glued to their tail she yeah. makes them basically a swimming target for other animals who would like to eat their eggs. Sure, it's a pretty tough job. It is a tough a job being a male sea dragon. Um, you've got sharks who have two uteruses and do anything from laying eggs to having something that represents very closely a, a placenta. So they've got a, a wide range. But I think one of the one of the weirder ones I was reading about, and we were just discussing it during detachable penis, the song. Mm. Um, worth going back and having a second listen to that song, I think. Yeah. Sure. Um, one of the weirder ones is lobsters.
0: Lobsters. Now, lots
2: of people love lobsters. I've learned some really interesting stuff about lobsters recently, particularly in South Australia, because there are markets around the world, particularly in Asia, where you want a very, very red lobster. So you Mm. can take a lobster from the deep where it tends to be quite pale, move it into the shallows for a year where it intensifies its color, and then you can get a couple of Dollars more per kilo because it's bright red.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: But that's not the interesting sexual thing they get no. up to.
0: And I think we can all learn a lesson if you are looking to spice up your sex life. And maybe as you've been listening to our show, you've been thinking, you know, perhaps you need to experiment. I'm not going to make any comments or judge here. But you can do a little bit what the lobster does. A female lobster, when it does want its male to become a little bit interested, a little mm. bit receptive. Yeah, in, um,
2: she wants some interest, some attention.
0: Yeah. Absolutely She just wants some appreciation Every now and then Will then urinate in the face Of the male For several days before Coitus
2: What a great way To finish the show
0: What a lovely way
2: Urinating in somebody's face (laughs) Did not see that one coming Oh wow Literally On the face Yeah Well, that's the end of Out of the Blue for this week. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can chat to us more on Facebook. So if you head to Facebook and look for Out of the Blue on 3CR, please post anything you might want to know about. We will be posting maybe not a video of Lobster's... um trying to get interest from their partner.
0: Feel free to look up any of these videos yourself, but maybe we won't post We'll
2: them. We'll post one or two. I okay. Think. We'll see what we can find that we deem appropriate <laughs> that Facebook won't shut down. Yes. Um, you can also listen to us online uh, and we podcast now. So head to 3cr.org.au, search for Out of the Blue, and you can listen to our previous shows. And uh, we'll try and get and make sure that uh, part one of Marine Sex is up there too, so you can have a really comprehensive uh, lesson about what goes on in the ocean. Because, as you said before, I mean, people think that some of the things people do are weird, but oh, animals do it so much weirder than we do.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and, so much weirder. And you'll have some great party stories, and it's all science. It's all science.
2: It's Yeah, and it's an excuse to listen to the song, Detachable Penis. Well, in fact, we may even put the video from YouTube up on the uh, Facebook page. Why not? Yeah, the censored version, because otherwise Facebook won't like it. Oh, Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Make sure you get out there and enjoy our amazing planet. And up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. See you next week.
0: Bye-bye.